It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Rebel One Ops running a nasty, dishonest campaign. Perfect for Washington. The Reverend doesn't even tell my full story, my true story. As everyone knows, I had a real battle with mental health. Even wrote a book about it. And by the grace of God, I've overcome it. Warnock's a preacher who doesn't tell the truth. He doesn't even believe in redemption. I'm Herschel Walker, saved by grace, and I approve this message. All right, that was uh, candidate Herschel Walker in the Senate race in Georgia running against Raphael Warnock. And as we talked about yesterday, uh, the Daily Beast has reported that uh, they have found a woman who uh, had an abortion, claims that it's uh, Herschel Walker's baby and that he paid for the abortion. And she has, uh, she, I think she has a check from him to her, although the, dis- the amount is in dispute. I read two different amounts. Uh, no, no proof that she had an abortion and a, a get well card, which is pretty generic. I saw the card uh, from Herschel Walker, and his response to that, well, I give money to a lot of people. He said it's not true. Well, at his brother, his brother, his son, Christian, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen excerpts from Christian, but uh, Christian himself seems, all right, uh, he just seems a little bit unstable to me. It's uh, So he's calling his father out. Uh, he has quite a following on, a, I think it's on Twitter, or on, I'm not sure, it could be one of the other outlets. Uh, but he is uh, a kid who, good-looking kid, uh, who uh, is confused about his sexuality. He says he likes men, but he's not gay. He's very against the gay agenda, and he says some really good things, but he's very, um, I just think, erratic, maybe a little unstable. And look, he may be telling the truth, and Herschel may be guilty of this. I'm not saying that, but I'm just. my point is that we don't know. Uh, what we do know is that this is the way the left destroys conservative candidates. They do it very successfully because uh, Herschel, since he's talking as a believer, he says Raphael Warnock doesn't believe in grace. He's a pastor, but he doesn't believe in grace, and I'm a sinner saved by grace. Um, And I thought that was a great response. And his response to his son after Christian just gave it to him with, you know, uh, time, so many uh, rants, really, against his father. And Herschel's response was, no matter what, I love my son. I don't know, that speaks volumes to me. And uh, again, I cannot say that Herschel Walker is blameless in this. I can't, but I would urge you, as especially those of you who are Christians, who understand forgiveness of God, uh, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, why wouldn't you do that? And why don't we do that? I don't know what it is about our faith in Christ, our commitment. Sometimes I think there's a little arrogance I haven't done that, or I'm pretty good, or I don't know. It's really, it's really kind of pride, I think, that causes us uh, to measure ourselves against people accused of things and feel a little superior and enjoy it a little bit. 
I, I don't know. I don't understand that, but that's definitely sin. And so I'm just saying, don't do that. And you've got a race down in Georgia that's so important. It's important to the nation. Georgia's very important. Raphael Warnock is a radical leftist. If he is elected, he believes in uh, killing babies for all nine months uh, in any form or fashion. Well, I can't say that. I don't know that. But whatever, you know, whatever the doctors, there's nothing nice about it, no matter how you take their lives when they're nine months in the womb. And so um, that's Raphael Warnock, and that's your choice if you're talking about that issue. Uh, so Herschel Walker says he's pro-life. And, of course, they're trying to point out that if this is, you know, they're saying this is true and this is highly hypocritical. Well, it may be. I don't know. But I know what he says now. He says he's pro-life and life is precious. So I'll take that. And if I were there, I would probably be supporting him for sure. I'm supporting him from afar. And I feel so badly for him and his son. How many of you have fragmented families right now? Difficult relationships with your children uh, over political issues, moral issues, over the COVID shot. I don't know. Uh, how many families are fractured? And uh, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? It's just heartbreaking. So um, I just say, uh, as a matter of fact, Herschel Walker has uh, break, broken fundraising records after that report came out. Now, the Daily Beast came out with another report today that this woman, who they're not identifying, says that she also has a child by Herschel Walker. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's true, but why does it have to be so cryptic? I, I don't know. So um, so that's the situation in Georgia, and we know uh, uh, there are Senate races all over the country where the Democrats now are coming after the Republicans with this kind of accusation. And I don't have time to go into that right now because I have something really, really important that I want us to get to today, but just be aware of that. Do not be quick to believe this stuff that's going to, to break. Now, if there is some stuff that will break that is likely true, but you like at the Tony Bobolinsky, Bobolinsky, uh, who was the uh, business partner to Hunter and Joe Biden. He's got so much proof, proof after proof after proof. And if you've, I hope you saw his interview with Tucker Carlson. And if you didn't, we will post that again today on our Gator page because you need to know about that story. That it, it, it not just about Hunter. It's about the president of the United States currently sitting. Uh, who uh, is corrupt and was taking, they were expecting, according to Tony, billions of dollars in their deal with the Chinese energy company. So, uh, and Tony knows this because he's got it all in writing. So there are some things that are worth noting, but these careless accusations, someone unnamed from the past, or even some of the women like uh, came out about Justice Moore who had, had names, but there was no time to check their stories, or about Brett Kavanaugh. Do you see the pattern? So don't 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 let them do that to your mind. And as Christians, we owe it to people to give them the benefit of the doubt, don't you think? And even even if it hasn't got to do with elections, I think that's a lesson we need to learn. All right. Uh, so our commander in chief was in um, Florida yesterday, meeting with Ron DeSantis. You may have seen it. Uh, he actually uh, congratulated Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, on how well he had handled uh, the hurricane. But then he was talking to. The mayor of, I think it's Fort Myers, and he was caught on a hot mic. And, um, well, I just thought you might want to hear, you know, how you're— Look, people are concerned that President Trump has mean tweets, right, and that he—his uh, language, and you'd fill in the blanks. Uh, and Joe Biden was a nice guy, a moderate, right? Yeah, well, so this is Joe Biden talking to the mayor of Fort Myers yesterday. This is clip four. 
Thanks for everything. Thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll kick the food. No one, oh no, you couldn't hear it. We didn't want you to hear it. It's no one blanks with the Bidens. No, <laughs> no one blanks with the Bidens, said our president. Yeah, and I think he actually believes that. And that reminded me of a, another situation when he was vice president of the United States and when Barack Obama was signing uh, Obamacare, wow, they were sitting there, everyone was cheering, and on a hot mic, Biden was caught saying this, clip five. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America, Barack Obama. This is a big blanking deal. All right, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's the nature of him. Uh, that's the nature. If you're offended by that stuff uh, in President Trump, then you should remember, look, politics is not Sunday school. And uh, the people that we choose can seldom be the kind of people with the character we would like, at least in our current culture, because we are, our, our politicians are the product of our culture. So you just have to put on a different hat and be very practical. We're talking about saving our country. Uh, and we're talking about uh, really very important things, and Christians must uh, pay attention. And they must vote. You must vote. If you don't vote, you're, you may put to consign your children, doom them to, to abs- abject poverty and disaster. And I, I think that's immoral, personally. Uh, but, um, you know, if you think you're above politics, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little angry about that notion Uh, Politics is about people and the way they deal with each other. That's what politics is all about. So you're not above it. You are a politician. You know about, you have politics in your church. It's the way people deal with it. It's the governance. It's also the interaction of people. It's the way things are organized. And so uh, don't be a a slacker and don't use that excuse and don't misunderstand what's at stake here. All right, I want to talk, today I really want to talk about something in particular. I talked to you yesterday about that a young man in Maine uh, who was uh, had asked for a religious exemption. He's a military officer. Sorry, I can't see what his rank is. I don't have the article in front of me. But he uh, is in the uh, uh, reserves, and he had asked for a religious exemption for the COVID uh, vaccine. And it was denied. And so he was like two weeks from getting out, maybe two months, and they told him he needed to get a flu shot. And so he decided he would comply with the requirement, even though he was getting out in just a couple of weeks. And so they, everybody was getting the shots on this day. There was one line for the COVID shot, one line for the flu shot, and he's in the flu shot line, and someone says, who's giving the COVID shots, oh, you can come over here. Come, I'll, I'll give you the whatever, I'll make sure, blah, 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 fill in the blanks. So he and a few others moved to the COVID line because the other line's longer. And guess what? He got the COVID shot against his will without his knowledge and without his permission. And so that's what's happening in the U.S. military. And um, Brian Kilmeade yesterday took on, I'm trying to figure out if I want to do this before the break. I think I do. Uh, Brian Kilmeade yesterday took on um, um, Kirby, John Kirby. Uh, Not yesterday. This is a couple of days ago. And I want you to hear the exchange. I've never heard Brian Kilmeade do a better job. I was so proud of him. Let's listen. Clip eight. 
Admiral, uh, the other major story uh, is the amount of uh, men and women in our military that have been forced out because they won't get vaccinated for a pandemic that the president said is over. In case you don't have a monitor there, let me just read you some of these numbers. Uh, almost 9,000 Marines, four, almost 4,000 Air Force members, 2,632 Coast Guard, who the president just heralded for their incredible work in Florida, 19,460 total active service men and women. You as an admiral who knows what it takes and the sacrifice you make to join the military, to get kicked out like this, can you possibly talk some sense into this White House to reverse policy? Well, I'll tell you, Brian, I mean, and we, you know, you and I have talked about this quite some time over the last year or so. Uh, the vaccinations are a, a valid military requirement. You want your troops to be ready. And part of being ready is being healthy and not being able or not having the ability to infect your unit and to make their unit readiness uh, any worse than it is. Look, I'm talking to you from home here because I'm wrapping up my own uh, bout with COVID here but over the last 10 Admiral days. Exactly. I'm not going to the Admiral, exactly. I don't want to get But listen, uh, just to blend in the military and the science, we all know that this vaccine does not address any of the variants we're currently experiencing. So therefore, there's minimal positive to getting it now, which is why you guys don't even talk about it. To invest in our people and train them and then dismiss them for experimental vaccine is folly when you can't recruit. Every one of your branches can't recruit their threshold, yet you're kicking out good men and women. How do you explain that? Well, look, Brian, first of all, the Navy did make their uh, recruiting goals for enlisted personnel this year. Yes, it's a tough recruiting environment. We recognize that. Uh, but it's also you have a requirement to be healthy, to be able to serve. And this is a valid military requirement. It's a, you really it's a think so? order to get the vaccine. And, and look, even even if it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, I'm double boosted. I got it myself here just well, the last That's your decision. It, may, it makes the symptoms a lot less right. severe. It gets you back on, on duty. So it's uh, worth kicking out health, the healthiest people in our country we, who are already sacrificing. You're, it's worth kicking them out. Brian, Brian, we would rather not lose anybody, of course, uh, to the vaccine. We'd rather not lose anybody uh, from a retention perspective to have them leave the service earlier than they wanted or we wanted them to. All right. Well, that's, uh, you know, John Kirby is a liar. Could I just say John Kirby is a liar? Uh, and so uh, we know that the vaccine has done so much harm in the military. It is no longer necessary. COVID is over. The vaccines are worthless. People are getting COVID. Coming up next, two men who were in the military who've gone through the uh, refusal to get the vaccine. We'll return with that. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. 
Hey, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. Do you know over the last two years, Southwest Louisiana has faced multiple storms, including Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Zeta. 8 Days of Hope sent our rapid response teams to help in these areas after Hurricane Laura hit Lake Charles and again after the flooding in 2021. Well, today we're excited to announce that our 18th rebuilding trip will take place in Lake Charles from December 3rd through December 10th. Thousands of volunteers will gather from around the country to love and serve this community by helping them repair their homes that were affected by these disasters. We're going to focus on roofing and drywall, painting, electrical work, flooring, and so much more. We can't wait to see what God is going to do. So there's a couple ways you can help with this mission. First, pray. Pray that God will speak through our actions to each family and make himself known. Second, consider volunteering. It's free, and we provide the food and the lodging. Hey, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, read the FAQs, and you can volunteer right there. Again, that's 8daysofhope.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. There's been quite a bit of controversy swirling around Herschel Walker, the football star and Republican nominee for Senate in Georgia. In recent days, he's been accused of paying for a woman's abortion back in 2009, accused by his own son of abuse and abandonment. Bouts of rage, ugly stuff. Walker's campaign has struggled with responses to the attacks. Republican insiders say they've known about the allegations, warned it could torpedo his campaign, but so far, Republican leadership remains steadfast. Walker has not been helped by conservative media, mainly because they don't know the right questions to ask. We ought to be asking Herschel what happened after 2009. That's when he became a Christian. Now, there's something called redemption, sins washed away, a life made brand new. Walker's not shied away from his past, but he's also made very clear he is a new man, a sinner saved by grace. I'm Todd Stearns. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. It's a valid military No, it, no, it isn't. This is an experimental yeah. vaccine that just came right. off the shelf. Right. You know it's not valid, right. and in the, it's risk our national security. Right. Admiral, you are a military no. officer. You could talk sense into right. this White House. I, I was a military officer. That's why I'm telling you that, that vaccines are common for you. You can't even join the military without taking about a dozen or so vaccines to make sure that you're healthy so that you can you can contribute to the unit's success and readiness. We don't want to lose anybody to the vaccine. You're losing 20,000 or not. We don't. But but Brian, you, you got to have a healthy force. This is a valid health requirement. Health is is central to yeah. our readiness for, as a military it's unit. Just, and you're not just it's right, not just Admiral, about you. We, we're going to have to go. But it's you. just hard because we we talked about this amazing hero who's in the Coast Guard and he rescued someone who could potentially drown um, down there in the Fort Myers area. Yeah. And now he's that getting clone. kicked out. Exactly. And so that's just it's so hard as Americans to know that that person wouldn't be saved if he weren't working right now. Right. And in 30 to 60 days, he's going to be kicked out. So he saved a life. And all of these military men and women have saved so many lives over the course of their training. So it's just really disheartening to see that for religious reasons, when they don't get a vaccine, they're going to get kicked out. But right. Admiral, the vaccine, thank you. For- the vaccine itself helps, helps save lives, too. 
All right. And, and, and is it worth it, you losing 20000 We would rather lose nobody, Brian. But it's a valid military requirement that oh, helps unit readiness. Valid. That's the important thing you got to remember. All right. Oh, All right. Man. Thank you so much for coming on. All right. Fox and Friends, well, they nailed him. And I'm so glad they, that was uh, John Kirby. And again, what a lying, you know, I'm not sure. I can't think of a nice word. Uh, because we know that the COVID shots are not preventing COVID. Uh, the ones that are giving, being given right now are treating like the first iteration of the disease. And even then, the people that took that are now getting sick with COVID like crazy and still haven't figured out that somehow that didn't work. They've actually forgotten the history. I've heard them, they've told me, oh, they didn't tell us it would prevent it. They said it would just make it, you know, your hospitalization shorter or your your episode with the disease a little lighter. And that, that's not true. I pulled out clips where they, they promised, get the COVID shot and you won't get COVID. And that, that was a lie. It's a lie then. It was a lie now. It's a lie now. Uh, so Kirby is lying. He knows this. And, and we know through uh, research, like Daniel Horowitz has been so faithful to report this, the military numbers on the health of military members, active duty, uh, as a result of the COVID shot is really frightening. It's frightening. I will just give you one stat. Uh, this is the VAERS stat, and the VAERS stat is the one that's so underreported. The military numbers themselves are higher than these, but this is VAERS. Uh, in the year of uh, 2021, there was a 37% increase in military hospitalizations. And so... Um, if we continue in the same trajectory, it would show that there will be a 55% increase in military hospitalizations for 2021 over the five-year average. That's from Daniel Horowitz. And, you know, there are other reasons to not want the vaccine. And so I have talked to you repeatedly. It's been like a mantra for me. We have a lot of military people listening. My family, many of them members were part of the military. My father's a World War II vet. It has been heartbreaking to see what they're doing to the men and women who serve us. And so I've had a couple of them approach me uh, to talk on the air. It's very brave of them to do that because they're active duty. And so one is joining us this morning. He's actually wanting to use his real name, which I think I'm a little nervous to do because I don't want to cause him trouble, but I'm going to obey. He's a major in the Army, in Special Operations in the Army, so I will obey you, Major Clinton Casey. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thank you, Sandy. I appreciate uh, you taking the time. And as an individual, um, I am going to say um, that everything I do is uh, will be legal. So I'm representing myself. These are my personal opinions. They do not reflect uh, the opinions of the Department of Defense or the Army. And I will only be speaking about my own um, observations and my um, own activities that are uh, that relate to my current situation and the situation that I've experienced the last two years. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Clinton, uh, it, um, it's true that you're active duty right now, right? Active duty. Yes. And um, has this been a career for you? Uh, it has been a, a career commitment. So I'm almost to 11 years of active duty service. Okay. Can you say anything about what you do or no? Uh, I think... For this interview, I would like to keep it in relation to the topic, uh, okay. continue to educate the public as to the reality inside the military. All right. Uh, do you have family, Clinton? Yes. Like like children and all that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we, yeah. we can get into that. Uh, the, 
the current policies are affecting the life of myself, my wife, and my four children. Casey, did you contact me before? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, the reason I asked, because uh, way back when this first started, uh, I heard from a, uh, someone at your similar qualifications or rank who had the same situation. He was... So I just wanted to make sure that we ha- that I had that I didn't get you confused or with him. Um, all right. So the repercussions, of course, for family. You know, you go into the military, and I know about this. You know, you you make a career of it, and it's a very different life. It's a different world. You live differently, and it requires your wife, your whole family, to be vested in this because you don't have normal circumstances. You move a lot. You're deployed a lot. There's danger, stress. So your family's all in on this, and you put in eleven years. Uh, so. Uh, I'd be curious to know from your perspective then, tell me what, or tell us what happened when you got news that the COVID vaccine was mandatory, was going to be mandatory. How, how, what, how did you respond to that? Were you, can you go back in time or you can, I was uncertain initially, I'll just tell you that, because I didn't know what it all meant, but not about you guys, but about the vaccine in general. What did you think about it? Were you concerned immediately? I'm I'm happy to go back, Sandy, and uh, I do want to say I think clue in with you, you listeners. I did grow up listening to this this station, so I take a lot of um, the awareness that I had in 2020 did come from a, a lifetime of listening to godly counsel. So uh, these these policies are a direct result of America's distancing from from our foundational principles. So looking in 2020 when the uh, when government attempted to shift and fear was driving so much, I began to do research and quickly identified that as the government was saying, everything being produced was legally emergency use authorized, which means according to U.S. law and military law, they are voluntary. They're done in times of emergency when in an attempt to save life, a product is given temporary uh, release to the public for voluntary use. But in those same laws, as soon as anything is FDA approved to um, accomplish the same goal, all existing EUA products under that, uh, well, targeting the same disease or situation must be uh, ended or suspended. And so once I came to that realization, the, the simplicity of it all, and it, uh, it, I was just amazed at how other people didn't seem to be able to understand what voluntary meant. And yeah, so in, Cl- Clinton, hang on one second. Let me just drill down on yeah, that yeah. so people were real clear. Um, and correct me if I get the words wrong, but I, what what the, the the regulations say, what you're saying is that if it's uh, if it's gone through proper procedures, I think it's FDA approval it needs. Uh, then you, they can make it mandatory because the military does have to vaccinate people that go to, you know, I travel overseas. You have to have certain vaccinations to go certain places. They can mandate it, but if it's experimental and not properly approved, they can't mandate it. And this was never, in spite of what they reported, it never got the proper approval. Is that what you were saying? Yes, exactly. And then beyond that, yes, there are uh, there are true vaccines matching their the historical definition of vaccine that prevent transmission of a disease um, that I had to have when I came into the military. Um, But even with those, every single one, 
service members and all Americans are given the ability to request, not request permission, but request that the government honors our religious freedom by submitting a religious accommodation. That can be done through with any FDA-approved um, shot. Nothing is mandatory because we maintain um, bodily autonomy yeah. and our religious freedoms allow or force our employer to make accommodation. Uh, we should not have to submit or defer our rights if they violate our conscience. Yes, and, and just to confirm what you're saying, the Inspector General has actually brought, I don't know what the words are, but they have accused, I will say, I'll use that word, the Pentagon of breaching uh, or being in non-compliance with standards for reviewing and denying religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. As I understand it, they're spending like, someone told me or I read, uh, that they're spending like 15 minutes on these, I, I don't, that's it, and they're throwing them virtually throwing them in the trash. They may not be doing that exactly and denying people. But let's go back. I'm getting out of order here. Uh, so they, the, the order comes down for you. Okay. you, uh, Casey, uh, a major, major Casey, you've got to have this vaccination. Now you've got wife and four children. And uh, what, tell us, uh, for you, and I'm assuming you're a Christian, you would not be listening to American Family Radio. Is that right? That is correct. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your objection? I mean, why not take it? What was your objection at the time? I don't think I can list everything uh, here for sake of time, but primarily the legality situation. I swore an oath to defend the Constitution. I have served the government and the Army um, to uh, stand for truth, swore an oath to the Constitution. And so when I, when I saw that this voluntary product was... Uh, being distributed and spoken about the same way a fully approved required uh, treatment was. Uh, it just made me give it a second look. And then I, I got to a, a new unit, and I was told in July of last year that because I was going to a unit that deployed on short notice, that I had to have it in order to deploy. So it was a aspect of readiness. Well, according to U.S. law and military law, EUA products should not be used according to, or should not be used to measure readiness. And that, that's very clear, and I tried to communicate that. Um, but then a few weeks later, um, I was deployed at short notice uh, without the shot, and those... Um, those statements appeared to uh, just do my job, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just um, read an article recently that the Army, uh, the Army, not just the Army, uh, the, the, the military branches are punishing people in other ways. Like you just said, you weren't able to be deployed. I, they didn't deploy you, right? Correct? I was deployed at the, at the oh. last minute of the... I guess they needed more people, and they said, oh, I guess you can go even though you don't have the shot. But they are, okay, so that's interesting. But is it true from your perspective that the military is punishing people in other ways, like uh, causing them not to get promotions, uh, retransferring them, uh, uh, just causing hardship in other ways if they're refusing the vaccine for, for religious purposes? Is that true? 
Well, I'll I'll speak to policy, um, and so the, there's something that we have to add, and that's um, back in August, the um, the policy shifted, and that's where the Department of Defense um, issued new guidance that said the FDA has manned or has approved Comirnaty, and now the military has the legal authority to demand that service members receive a shot. But understanding the legality around emergency use authorized product, I actually read the FDA approval document and I read the releases from the Department of Defense. And the FDA approval said that Pfizer had the, Pfizer and other um, companies had the authority to manufacture and distribute. It didn't say anything about um, being able to use EUA products or change them. They were, it's simply as if you have a 2021 year vehicle that's experimental. The 2022 is fully approved. Well, you still have to create, manufacture, distribute the 2022 model. So far, even today, that distribution and uh, manufacture according to that FDA approval document has not been done. Um, at least in my, according to my readings and even talking with service providers um, in the military, the military and the nation does not have access to any FDA-approved COVID shot. You know, it's interesting because I, uh, Matt Staver's a good friend of mine with Liberty Council. Matt has uh, defended lots of military, Navy SEALs and others who've actually won cases because, you know, you could drive a truck through. Uh, their reasons, like John Kirby, what, on boldface liar, it's easy to drive a truck through what he said. It is because it doesn't; it's not factual. Uh, and so, what they're doing is uh, out of the bounds of regulations. Uh, the Inspector General has actually said that this is a lawless time, and so we have lawlessness in our military leaders, and it is heart wrenching. So, uh, Clinton, we have to take a break here, but when we come back. Um, Let's talk about you and what's happening to you now, the deadline, and uh, what the repercussions are of what the military is doing to you. This is uh, Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Physical hurricanes, spiritual hurricanes, they can blow into your life out of nowhere. But even in the greatest storms of life, Christ is there to bring us comfort. I'm Charles Morris. Join me for the next Haven Today and a special program on Hurricane Ian, a program called Comfort in the Storm. Haven Today, weekday mornings at 4.30 Central on American Family Radio. Listen online at AFR.net. Bishop E.W. Jackson is on a mission. Some people are just embarrassed to be Americans. That, that's a big problem. I mean, I've heard people say that. They're embarrassed to be Americans. I'm not embarrassed to be American. I love my country. I'm, I'm thankful to God that I'm an American. I'm thankful to God to live in this land of freedom and opportunity and hope. 
and I'm fighting to make sure that that never changes. The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson every weekday at noon central on AFR or catch the podcast at AFR.net. What would it take for you to compromise your principles? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Recently, I heard a statement that went like this. I don't think principles matter if you can't get elected. Principles form the core of who you are. Principles form the foundation of a civil society. George Washington, in his farewell address, identified religion and morality as indispensable supports. In vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness, George Washington said. It makes me think of a scripture. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? What would it profit a candidate to gain an election but lose his principles? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. This is Frank Afting with the Secure Freedom Minute. You'd never know it to hear Democrats decry racism in America and contend that our nation continues to engage in it systemically. But their partisans have historically been the greatest promoters of such intolerance, including in the form of slavery. Worse yet, they are responsible for what is arguably the most widespread enslavement ever in our own time. Of course, such things are not taught in the left's critical race theory indoctrination programs, but racist Democrats brought us the South's plantation economy, the Confederacy, the Ku Klux Klan, Jim Crow, and filibustering of and violent resistance to civil rights. And as a powerful committee on the present day China webinar made clear yesterday, Democratic proponents of open borders are now enabling drug cartels to traffic here illegal aliens into endless indentured servitude and sexual slavery on an unprecedented scale. That must end. This is Frank Efty. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Three months ago, June 2nd, these documents just came out. The Inspector General for the DOD said, by the way, not only do we believe you're probably violating the law, that uh, your reviewers are taking 12 minutes per religious freedom application to review and deny them if they work 10 hours a day and take no breaks. It's virtually impossible. It's a fraud is what it is, and they are not reviewing these 
uh, applications. By the way, you shouldn't even have to have an application. You just saw the CDC director saying that the whole premise for the vaccine mandate went away when we found out they can't stop the spread of vaccines. This is despicable. It's, it's absolutely abhorrent, and uh, it's no way to treat our military. The vaccines are no way to treat our military, not giving them or their families enough to eat. It's, you know, well, they've kicked so many out, Laura, maybe there's going to be more food for the ones that are left. Who knows? <laughs> All right, that was Congressman Thomas Massey making a joke with Laura Ingram, but he's not laughing. I, he's one of my heroes. I love that guy. And he has been fighting for these military men and women who are being forced to take this very dangerous very harmful uh, vaccine. Uh, Major Clinton Casey has joined us this morning. He's with the Army Special Operations. And let me just say, this is a very bold, brave thing that he's doing. And uh, he's being very careful with his words. uh, So uh, don't mistake his guardedness for lack of passion, because trust me, he has it. Uh, He's got a wife and four children, and he's been, he's been, they want him to take the vaccination. He's refused. And uh, he's got a career with the military. He's one of the many uh, that are, are are going to be dismissed because they refuse to take this COVID vaccine. And so with that, uh, Major Casey, there's a lot of other things I want us to get into. Let's talk, since we came back with the Thomas Massey thing, have uh, have you had any luck appealing to your congresspersons? Yes, I can talk to that, and that will mention um, how I've been um, personally affected. But I- According to policy, I'm, I'm following the religious accommodation request process. I'm um, in that process, just awaiting a response. But in, in the meantime, uh, there is Army policy um, created at the highest levels that restrict the, um, the, a military move or certain training for any service member that does not have the shot. Um, that means if someone has been already given a medical exemption or a religious um, accommodation, they must seek approval from the highest levels of the Army to move or participate in any official travel. Well, in the military, official travel means um, basically anything because we're always using military vehicles or, or planes. Uh, so since January, um, officially... Um, I've not been allowed to travel, but somehow along the same timeline, uh, the Army has uh, decided to um, give me the opportunity, um, as I have earned, to go on and do an education program. That program has been awarded to me back in the spring. It has been paid for. The institution is sitting with uh, Army funds in the account ready for me to begin uh, studies. They, the Army has given me um, orders, which are the legal authority and um, tied to the financing required uh, to allow a service member to move. I had those orders. I purchased a home at the next destination with those um, orders uh, back in the spring, and I have not been allowed to move physically um, because I have not received by name permission uh, from the highest levels of the Army. Um, I'm in my second attempt to get that permission, and in that second attempt I have requested assistance from a local congressman and senator. Both have um, sent inquiries in August to the Pentagon, and I am still waiting um, to hear. But 
as of now, since April, um, I've been, been paying for the operation and utilities of two homes. And this is going on for five months. So y'all can, y'all can do the math. And so I'm directly influenced by, by policy, which on one side is, um, is making life difficult for service members who choose to exercise their religious freedom. Well, and that's, uh, as I understand it, this is happening in many, many different ways. It's not only that you will be, if you don't get it, uh, terminated or re- re- removed from the military. Uh, there are punishments along the way. Uh, and also, as I understand it, uh, 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 Clinton, uh, the um, well, this just appalled me. I'll just call him out. Congressman Mark Green from Tennessee, who is a, a military veteran himself. Uh, many people appeal to him because a lot of people from Tennessee listen to me. Uh, and his response was, well, listen, they're getting, you know, they're getting an honorable discharge. That, that's honorable. That, so that's a good thing. In fact, I think they put that in the military defense budget this year. They wanted to make sure that you guys got honorable discharge. And that was, that was the bone that Congress threw you. I wonder how you feel about that. Well, so I, would, I will say Congress uh, and the Senate, um, both, both houses have um, attempted to um, control the DOD or um, push the DOD in a certain direction. But current Army policies and current, um, current happenings regarding those service members who have been, who have been separated, um, it's, around, oh, it's over 7,000 as of now, active duty that have been uh, separated um, in one way or the other related to the uh, COVID shot. The, uh, I'm only aware of one individual who has received an honorable. Everyone else is general under honorable circumstances. Um, and that basically means it, it sounds good, but it removes educational benefits. Um, it's tagged with a few comments that um, in, in many cases are the exact same comments that we would um, attribute to someone who had actually uh, conducted a violent crime. Um, so as someone leaves the military and goes into the civilian workplace, the paperwork they're left with does not designate an honorable discharge. Yeah, so so many are leaving. And the irony, of course, I haven't even mentioned this, but I have talked to my audience about this. The recruitment levels are so low. They can't get people to join. They're bringing in transgender soldiers left and right. By the way, you don't have to comment on this, but the first openly transgender Army officer has just been indicted for trying to give soldiers medical information to Russia. Uh, it's, uh, I've got a picture of uh, him, her, uh, yeah. At, let's see. Federal grand jury in Baltimore indicted Jamie Lee Henry and his wife, Anna Gabriellen, on charges of conspiracy and wrongful disclosure of individually identifiable health information. I can't go into all of that, but I just want to tell you, biz- I just want to tell our listeners how bizarre things are getting. And, of course, they're accommodating all of the medical needs of the transgendered persons, uh, all the surgeries and all of that. It is the, uh, such a bizarre time. But let's go back to you. What's the timeline for you here? Uh, what's the timeline for you? Uh, I'm in. I am patiently anticipating uh, that I will receive permission to move. Um, I have fulfilled a, a obligation or a contract I made with the Army ten years ago to fulfill a certain um, period of service in order to receive an educational benefit. I've done my part. I'm waiting for the Army to um, fulfill their side of the. Um, the contract. And then um, 
as they do, I'll continue to wait for the military religious accommodation um, process. And But my hope is that seeing how things have gone for the last year, the American people are the ones that need to um, stand up and yes. be aware stand of Stand up and speak out for you. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's okay, I'd like to give a few... Um, I'll call them action steps for sure. Americans and also service members. Um, Please. I love... Hey, hey, hang on, hang on a second. You faded just a second. Wherever you are with the speaker, we didn't hear the very first part of it. Oh, um, I would I like know. to give some... I would like to give some action steps to to Americans because they're the ones that need to be okay. involved. I, I can be here, but other people need to know. Okay, do it. Okay. Um, there's a there's a quote from American or from Abraham Lincoln. He said, "We the people are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts, not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who pervert the Constitution." Mm-hmm. So that that gives the power to the people, and there are uh, there is ongoing uh, work in the in the Congress to bring um, accountability to what's going on. There's the Americans Act. Uh, in the Senate, there's House Resolution 386, um, and these efforts, if passed, they'll prevent separation from those in, who are fighting for religious liberties and also be able to reinstate the 7,000-plus who have been kicked out so far. Let me just interject, because I do talk about politics a lot. Uh, the, Thomas Massey, who you just heard at the beginning of this segment from Kentucky, has is uh, sponsoring House Resolution 386. So he's pushing this, but he needs help. And that's why I'm telling, uh, jot this down, House Resolution 386 right now. Of course, it's impossible to get that passed in the House, but we're, we're ready for an election. Ask your candidate in your area if they're willing to support that resolution uh, to reinstate these military members who have been ousted because they had a religious conscience over taking the vaccine and also to stop the forcing of them taking, all of them, all of them, and the Americans Act in the Senate is sponsored by Senators Cruz, Rubio, Scott, and Johnson. And there are a few others. There's 13 total. There are really some good senators in there, as I've often, you are, they're often our guests. Uh, but not everyone is in that boat. A lot of establishment Republicans are horrible on this. And you need to find out who they are and call, and call them to account for it. Okay, so what else can we do? Well, well on that, it doesn't matter what, um, what side of politics we are on we should demand that our First Amendment rights be recognized. That is, regardless of your political affiliation or where you reside, anything short of a full recognition of your religious freedom is tyranny. Uh, then for the for service members and, and their families, um, I want to just to re- remind them that we as service members, our oath is to the con- Constitution and many different professions Take, take an oath to defend the Constitution. Um, we need to abide by that oath. But the real battle, as you said, is for, for the families. And so there's a, there's a quote from John Adams and Abigail Adams um, that doesn't get much attention, but it is relevant to this point. Um, when, when, John, when John Adams was um, accepted into the House of Representatives in 1770, uh, he went home. And this is what he said. He said, I have accepted a seat in the House of Representatives and thereby have consented to my own ruin. 
to your ruin and to the ruin of our children. I give you this warning that you may prepare your mind for your fate. Um, it says that Abigail Adams burst into tears, but instantly cried out um, in magnanimity. Well, I am willing in this cause to run all risks with you and be ruined with you. If you are ruined, then John Adams says that these were times, my friend, in Boston, which tried women's souls as well as men's. Letter to Benjamin Rush, April 12, 1809. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the families of the military have to support them so they can defend their oath, and that's the only way that we'll turn this around. I want to read this again. He's saying, I'm going to, I've consented to do this, and I've consented now to my own ruin, to your ruin, and to the ruin of our children. I give you this warning that you may prepare your mind for your fate. Abigail burst into tears, but instantly cried out in transport of magnanimity, Well, I am willing in this cause to run all risks with you, be ruined with you, if you are ruined. And that is a, that's a high bar. And yet, really, honestly, uh, that is necessary. It was necessary for our founders because they all pledged their lives and their fortunes and uh, said they would all hang together or separately. And that is kind of where we are, isn't it, Major Casey? It's where we are. Well, listen, I, I want to do something. Uh, we only have you hear the music. And so if you would allow me, first of all, I am, um, I am so... Uh, awed by your courage and uh, all the others who've reached out and I want to pray for you it's going to be brief because we're almost out of time but Father Lord Jesus I pray that you would be with uh, Major Casey and his family uh, in the uh, trials that they're going through as though they don't have enough with these um, overseas deployments and all the dangers that they face but this one hurts because it's so personal so Father give them strength give them your spirit the power of your spirit which raised Christ Jesus from the dead we pray that for the major today and thank you for his courage and uh, Lord help us to know how to help prick our consciences so that we can make a difference in this particular fight and I ask for your help in Jesus name Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.